bed but not stuck in my bed I can't get up today but I'm still here to play I will go on just keep singing this song not for fame or for bliss but for chronic happiness Good morning and welcome to Chronic Happiness, the chronic pancreatitis comedy podcast. I am your host, Sophie, and I have chronic pancreatitis. So I'll just jump right in with today's topic, which is, uh, hold on, let me check my notes. Just kidding, it's brain fog. So let's talk about brain fog. Actually, listen up, because I actually have a lot to say today, but... I'll just uh, start with this. I've been tired for the last seven-ish months, which is why I took a giant break after completing the pilot episode of Chronic Happiness, the Chronic Pancreatitis Comedy Podcast. Sometimes you start things you can't finish or keep up with, or that's my experience. I bet, I don't know, maybe some of you have had this experience too. So, brain fog. If you don't know, brain fog rules the lives of many people with chronic illness. It is not constant, but it can be. Uh, Makes you forget your point halfway through a sentence, which is why I sometimes write down what I want to say on this podcast. Um, It can also make you forget what you're doing literally while you're doing it. I have been caught up many a time staring into the kitchen wondering. This is a terrible example. Sorry, never mind. Um, One of my least favorite side effects of brain fog is that it provides really excellent opportunities for my sneaky kiddo to try and pull one over on me. Or put one over on me. When I was thinking about this, I wasn't really sure if it was pull one over or put one over. And clearly I didn't check. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, she definitely tries to pull slash put one over on me um, and make me forget uh, if I told her not to do something or that she couldn't eat something or bring her giant teddy bear into the living room. But yeah, it's not a, it's not confined to that. It also has made me forget to do my laundry, call my spouse, attend meetings and order greeting cards for the people who gave me gifts at my wedding. Uh, Some of these are personal examples. So I've written down most of what I plan on saying today because it is all about accessibility. So, brain fog. It sounds like it sucks. And it does. And I've been suffering from stupid brain fog for a while and uh, with it, I guess, chronic fatigue. I guess I have to start calling it that now, seeing as it never fucking seems to end. Uh, But I'm also on top of that, and I'm sure nobody here has ever heard of this concept. I've started emotionally punishing myself because I've got stuff I want to do. One of those things being this podcast. So I'm tired and my brain is dumb, but not dumb enough to forget that I want to podcast and sing and learn piano and empty the dishwasher and do the laundry and take out the trash in order of importance. But then that thought creeps into your mind. What if I'm not doing those things because I'm lazy? 
When that thought hits you, you're fucked. I mean, not actually fucked, but it's a tough one for me anyway to grapple with. It's a very similar internal dialogue as any time I'm trying to decide if I should or shouldn't do something, but now I've not done something for so long in this particular instance that that should becomes a capital should and the pressure becomes greater because there have been so many days between when I decided I wanted to do a thing and when I'm actually going to get to do it. And to that, I say, don't shit on yourself. I have to thank my therapist for that one. But seriously, it's worth it to remember that when your brain is foggy and stupid and you want to stab it until it complies, that you are also not thinking clearly. So whatever emotional bullshit you're currently pouring on yourself is just extra. So don't do it. That's what I keep telling myself over and over. Like it's worked in the past, and I'll somehow listen to myself this time. Don't eat that piece of chocolate. Don't go out with your friends when you're too tired. Don't smoke that joint. Don't eat that wedding cake. Don't skip your nap. So I don't listen, but maybe you will. And now I've made myself an opportunity to go into the importance of skills and routines that, if you employ, you will have far greater success than just internally shouting no at yourself. I actually didn't plan on talking about routines when I started putting this episode together, but now that I've mentioned it, perhaps it's a good time to segue. I could not remember the word segue when I was writing this. All right. I have now created an opportunity to segue into, uh, damn it, brain fog. Created an opportunity to segue into the importance of routines. So last time, in my first episode, I talked about general routines, mostly to help you get out of bed, or really just telling you how to get out of bed, or maybe just telling you how I get out of bed. Uh, I was just listening to the pilot again, so as not to repeat myself, and I realized that not much was said after I sit on the toilet and brush my teeth. Now I'm going to tell you about the whiteboard on the side of my fridge. It started as a list of things like drink five bottles of water and don't forget electrolytes. How many cups of caffeine, caffeine tea, caffeinated tea have you had today? Uh, But now it's starting to say things like brush your teeth, floss, ride your bike, meditate, stretch, and still drink five bottles of water. But that's because my needs have evolved over time. And luckily in this particular routine endeavor, I evolved the routine to meet them. I did realize that counting how many sandwiches I had was not something that needed to be documented on the whiteboard. It is still documented in my fitness pal, which is my food app, so I haven't gone completely rogue. But my point here is that keeping routine, even the bare bones of a routine, will help with your mental health. And this is my personal opinion. When I started my whiteboard, I needed a constant visual reminder to see if I was eating enough. Then I had a bout of increased depression, and I needed a visual reminder to brush my teeth. And I'm not perfect. I definitely have checked off teeth before my partner came home on a couple of occasions, just so I could feel better about skipping it. But Tim, if you're listening, that is the only thing I lie to you about. But having teeth on there also got me back into the habit. It was actually ultimately uh, helpful. 
And don't get me wrong here, sometimes the only things checked on that list are teeth and water. It's not like I meditate, stretch, and bike daily. Um, Lately, I'm lucky if I bike and I'm afraid of meditation, which is its own topic, which is which is its own topic. But seriously, I cannot say enough about this whiteboard thing. It was my first time with an actual whiteboard, but in the past I've made lists on my phone, in my calendar, on the back of a magazine, on the day when I needed it. There are so many different ways to use the same skill. So find yours or don't be depressed, but I don't wish that on you. So I'll also clarify, I'm just joking. So, but if you can't whiteboard, or phone, or calendar, or back of magazine. I also have a list of things I can sometimes do while resting. I say sometimes because if you can't lift your arms, then you should just lie back and accept where you're at today. And there's that should again. But if you can move your arms and just need an activity that does not require braining and is not strenuous, you might consider these. Fold the laundry. Read anything that is not political, economical, or something that will confuse your brain and make it want to explode. When I have brain fog, it's fantasy reading or TV. If you've chosen the TV option, you can fold laundry, knit, write thank you cards, brush your hair. If you've got, um, I'm just reading what I wrote here and laughing now. Uh, If you've got holding hands over your head energy, um, Eat a simple meal that does not require standing in the kitchen for too long. And most of those things can be done watching TV. Uh, Once I accomplish watching TV and brushing my hair or folding one, I shouldn't read because my voice talking works so much better when I don't. Once I do accomplish watching TV and brushing my hair or folding laundry, I do actually start to feel much more satisfied with my day. I've also switched my thought process or at least tried to encourage my thought process to change from asking myself the question how many things did you do today and instead asking the question what did you do today and then feeling fine with whatever it was like that's the key part here is accepting that whatever you did do today is perfect or fine or enough Um, but not quantifying my production was really important in helping me to actually believe that it's fine and it took a long fucking time for me to become this serene and accepting about it so good luck and also I'm really not an accepting person so I think I'm gonna wrap it up here I should end before I let things get away from me um and again with the shoulds, but I'm going to should end and hopefully get to work on my next episode before another 10,099 months goes by. That's the number my kiddo always uses when she's exaggerating. So real quick about my knitting project, because I hope this will become a staple topic for this podcast. I've been turning out actually a substantial number of hats. I've, I'm not sure, but I may have given up trying to actually knit while podcasting because today I couldn't even like get my computer and microphone to stand up straight and I really don't have extra hands or thoughts for that but I will update so I've got a ton of hats and I guess they're replacing all the thinking activities I used to have before my brain shut off for ever 
but I'm really stoked because I've got many more hats than last year and I'm super excited to run my second annual pay what you want hat drive. Last year I sold hats for the months of, not months, for the one month of December specifically oh no I already said pay what you want um I sold them for the month of December and then I donated whatever was left to COTS after the new year which is the committee on temporary shelter based in Burlington Vermont which is near where I live so stay tuned for my hat update and also if you're interested my health updates uh and for those who don't know I um will just add out of order stupid, dumb, okay. I keep calling my brain names, but they're like names that I've since told myself I can't call my body and and my psyche, so I'm trying not to sink into insulting myself again. So uh, what I actually wanted to say was, um, for those who don't know, I only knit hats because I hate everything else, which seems like an important thing to make you aware of. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. I'm still Sophie, and this is Chronic Happiness, the Chronic Pancreatitis Comedy Podcast. You can listen to it on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and CastBox. Go ahead and shoot me an email if you'd like at chronichappiness.tcpcp at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at chronichappiness, happiness with one P. Instagram, chronic underscore happiness underscore tcpcp. If you haven't figured it out yet, tcpcp stands for the Chronic Pancreatitis Comedy Podcast. I have a Facebook page. It is called Chronic Happiness. That is all. Thanks again, and I love you. For fame or for bliss, but for chronic happiness.